Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matthew Ario. Tonight, Blazar returns after a 77-episode hiatus from us. Um, joined, as always, by the B-Need One, Gerard. Wannabe Nicholas Cage, Brera. The cage is out. Hello. What's going on, guys? Hello, my fellow nerds. Uh, what's up? Hello. <laughs> and, hey and, there. <laughs> and then uh, Lion's Mane, pseudo champion. Not pseudo. Don't <laughs> put pseudo in front of that. Jason Validio is, is joining hey, us hey, as well. Hey, man. How's it's, it going, guys? How's it going tonight? It's so not already, pseudo. Already it's trying to give him the asterisk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got an asterisk. Yeah, the Jared, asterisk. We, actually, we actually did the Monopoly in person. Uh, last month, when you're, we were all you're in looking there. Yeah. at three winners because it, it it went <laughs> the belt went three times. The belt did go three times. Boom! I did win. I still don't okay. know how I, I did, hold, I but I won. won. <laughs> and the four player crashing game night belts. <laughs> still really don't know how I won, but I was so excited when I did. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry was, almost he, he almost stopped playing. He's like, "Yo, I don't want to play anymore." Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to defend it. I like, what, what kind of champion would you be, man? I, I wanted to mount. I wanted to mount the belt right, right, right next to me, right next to me on my desk. All good. I'm retired. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, so Jared, how you been? Let's let's give our listeners an update because you've been up to a lot. Yeah. Uh, been uh crazy busy man um back in january uh, i signed a a pretty big record deal and i made this kind of brand shift over to blazar which is kind of what i've been doing all year and it was a pretty cool thing because it was like a production deal and an artist deal and a publishing deal and kind of all rolled into to one so i just kind of rebranded myself nice then then we had a pandemic so um (laughs) then i came home and (laughs) 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 <laughs> did that just put everything on like kind of hold like everything's signed but have have you gotten started on what you what you've been trying to do yeah i mean like we we just you know adapted like everyone kind of had to do so it's become more of like a virtual thing obviously we're not touring like i had a bunch of festivals and things lined up we were supposed to fly to the uk and like do this whole thing and that didn't happen but what did happen, which was actually worked out good for me is, is just tons and tons of like content creation. Like I started getting like lots of collabs of like really cool people. I, I did this track with Dax and I actually just finished them up with Afro man, you know, last week, if you can. Oh, sick. <laughs> so even like, I've been like zooming with Afro man, this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Some other rad guys and like all the stuff for my record and just tons and tons of collabs and like film and TV sync. And, and actually it like really made my stuff kind of, blow up in a different way than, than than any of us kind of anticipated and i've kind of turned into this like almost producer like daft punk entity and i have all these kind of rappers and hip-hop people and artists like calling who want to do collabs now which wasn't really my initial vision but now it's like i, I kind of think i want to follow this down where it is this more like of a daft punk thing where we can bring in like different people and do all these kind of rad tracks and none of this would have happened without you know having to sit in my basement and just work on music 20 hours a day for the last seven months so you know that part's been okay i the other parts like you know i, I don't eat a lot haven't been outside i'm like pasty white 
But so how does yeah, that how does that feel though, Jared? Is that when you have like names like Afro Man that are saying, "Hey, I want to work with you." Well, yeah, how does it make you feel where compared to where you were last year? Yeah, it's just kind of like it's been this just slow kind of like incline thing. And Afro Man's actually it's going to be coming out with another artist that I ended up producing and writing for. So there's like that whole thing that I can talk about once we do all that. But um, it has been like a really weird experience and this weird paradigm shift. And it only kind of happened in the last like three or four months where I was getting like really big emails from just random, like massive artists that were just kind of reaching out and they're like, Hey, I really dig this kind of sound that you're doing, you know, because I'm literally just making it all by myself. Now it used to be like, you know, we go to the studio and hang out with a bunch of dudes, but now it's just like me down here for endless hours and weird lights and tweaking sounds. (laughs) It's kind of been fun and refreshing and cool. And then the label really got behind it. So it turned into like this just grinding gruel where I've been doing literally probably 90 to 110 hours a week for like months now. And I'm just not. Oh, wow. How's your, how's your wife handling that? Uh, My my wife is uh, not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) She's like super supportive and like she sees kind of like, you know, it, especially in the music industry and stuff, when you see like kind of daylight, you kind of have to chase it and push hard. And she's super supportive of that. But yeah, she's definitely tired of like just the crazy hours and, you know, taking away from family time. Cause I have a two year old too. And, and it, it is, it's very taxing, you know, for sure. Cause you got to kind of have to make time for everything. And, and luckily like Harper, now she's old enough. She likes to hang out in the studio and kind of fiddle around with synths and stuff with daddy. So like that part's been kind of cool. And it's just, it's a whole new life. It's been a whole new, like just way to kind of, commingle in this new ecosystem you know because we're all kind of figuring out what it is going to be like moving forward you know well congrats on that man because that says a lot about your work that you're getting all of these requests especially during like this pandemic you kind of inceptioned an idea and you're you you went with it and it worked out i'm dude that's that's great kudos man yeah and all the all the time that you're putting in too man you know like all that work all that time and all that work is definitely. It's got to be great off. that it's paying off, it's, and yeah, yeah congratulations, it's, it's dude! Great That's to awesome. hear that, you know. Well, thanks, guys. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But in the mean, in the uh, in between time, have you uh, have you been able to get any uh, games going or playing or? Uh, dude, like yeah, you guys know, I'm a I'm a religious gamer, and I think, and for me, and I think for a lot of hardcore gamers, it's for me, it's almost this kind of like mind decompression thing. Yeah, go to that place for like two or three hours, and so like when I get out of the studio, I've been like editing for twelve or fourteen, or you know, just like you, Matt. You know, we talk about it all the time, like the insane editing, how it just drains your brain. You know, like the video, kind of like I just expand and forget about shit for a little bit, and you know, yeah, and you just want to just like relax and wine and yeah, blow something up, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, give me a second, guys. Okay. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys. So let's let's get into the news now. Um, so it came out uh, that Jared Leto is going to be returning as the Joker for the Snyder Cut. I'm a little bit more hyped on this on this movie now on the Snyder Cut. I'm I'm no, really wondering. I, like they they really did a lot of reshoots then. They are, and at the same time, that means they're trying to bring in, make sure that Suicide Squad is part of that whole thing. I yeah. just, I'm just not a fan of Jared Leto as the Joker. I, I didn't uh, like it. 
for either. I was excited like when I saw it when I first hit. I, I think I was pretty stoked because I like this kind of like rad, punky, like cyberpunk almost like version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, more modern. Yeah. yeah, not not so much me. The moment I saw the direction he was going, it wasn't so much my cup of tea. But um, I, I wasn't mad at, at, at his performance, and I kind of get his decision on want, wanting to be kind of a. Like kind of the we've never seen a the gangster side of like of Joker like having henchmen and stuff like that, but I think he went too far gangster. But uh, I still think it was an interesting so I'm an interesting rendition of Joker. But uh, yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea either. Mm. I cannot hear you. Yeah. Is that better? Yep. Yeah. Let me go. Forget the mic. We're going AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so you know, we'll see how that we'll see how it turns out. I mean, they are like Jerry. To your point, they are reshooting a ton. Yeah. For this, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. So, um. So now let's jump back over to the other side, Marvel. And and Jerry, I, I know you've been collecting the the House of M and back into the X-Men. Um, it's come out that they're looking at potentially retconning Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver to actually be mutants. This is some thoughts that are coming out. And a lot of it has to do with the fact is that Mar Marvel just recently put out the Wakanda files. And in it, talks about Shuri's notes on the world of the Avengers and whatnot. And she's fascinated by the Infinity Stone. Um, and she actually collected some files on the Scarlet Witch. And they were sourced from Hydra. In those records, the reason Hydra settled in Sokovia was not necessarily so they could be not bothered and they could do everything in peace, but it's because um, they found a number of genetic anomalies among the Sokovians which they believed would be make the perfect test subjects for the Mind Stone experiments. Um, so oh. the theory was is that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were latent. They had the latent abilities, which is all about, remember, in X-Men, at certain points, something triggers the genetic material to just open up and say, cool, here and it I activates, am. yeah. So that's what they're thinking is, is that it was the Mind Stone that helped wake up the latent abilities that were already there. Awesome. that's cool so therefore i think there's your in as far as mutants into the the universe the that they're already there that they're already there i think they're well, going on a little well, stretch well no not necessarily because that can just that can that can honestly be the origin of the story of uh of wanda because i still think they may be going that the the storyline that uh wanda creates the multiverse and then that is how x-men are created that i mean it still sounds like they might be going that route but they're just kind of retconning the origin of mm -hmm. of wanda i think saying that she's already had these powers but the the staff mm -hmm. helped it so so they're preparing i mean so they're gonna I, th I think you're right. I think they're preparing to finally debut the X-Men or mutants in some way. Just depends 
on the next couple yeah. projects that they let out, like the WandaVerse and Falcon. Mm-hmm. There uh, apparently Winter Soldier and Falcon. We're supposed to see a, a couple mutants too, and yep. there's a rumor that we're going to see Omega Red. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Ooh. Like there's a jailbreak, and we see a few like villains get away, and like one of them is like a full fledged debut of like Omega Red. <laughs> I hope they do him correctly. Yeah, didn't, didn't well, they, from, from they had they had uh, they had prop like pictures already mm-hmm. with an actor in like prosthetics. It looked pretty sweet. So well, wasn't there an Omega Red or something similar in a previous uh, Marvel movie? Deadpool two. Yeah, he was the inmate playing chess, but he was in the background. They didn't do anything with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was more of an Easter egg. Yeah. So. Let's get on to the gaming news. And something came out today that actually, Jared, you're going to be perfect to weigh in on this. Um, no, it's not politics like your po- your podcast you're part of. Um, <laughs> but it was one of the creative directors for um, Alex Hutchinson, who is uh, he's part of Google Stadia. He's one of the studios at Stadia brought out but he came out with this tweet uh that stated streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well it's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it the real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and the publishers of the games they stream uh they should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use so Jared, how as a as a musician, how do you feel about this? Seeing, oh, I, a, oh go ahead. Because go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is because seeing a, a, a dev come out and say this about their games is right along in lines with like music. Because you know, for a business to use, you know, say your music, even though I may have gone out and buy the CD, I still have to buy a license to play it. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole licensing thing with like streaming and music right now is a huge huge deal, and and basically we're all and that's kind of what's been going on too in the whole like entertainment music industry especially because like sales and, and the the sell or the sale of like music as a thing is pretty much kind of a thing of the past now. Like moving forward, it's all going to be kind of licensure where we're almost like renting these things like the stream model or the iTunes model. Like iTunes has basically said that they're going to be discontinuing like the sale of MP3s eventually like the whole the whole world moving towards this kind of streaming model the problem with it is that there isn't really like a good collection system for this like it's like the spotify rates are different than the youtube rates that are different than the google mm-hmm. rate you know collected by sound exchange versus ascap there's all these kind of like pro companies that have different rates depending on where the medium is and there isn't really like a solid infrastructure so you're constantly having like labels fight these like companies like universal mm-hmm. my labels up the parent label is universal and they're like in a fight with tiktok so like none of our music is on tiktok right now you know and that kind of stuff's going on constantly with all of this shit and so we haven't really figured out a way to like to do this and i think he's right you know like like he should be worried about that because once the industry really shifts away from sales which which it basically is now these labels are going to start coming after you know streamers and content people and people that are like mm-hmm. kind of distributing this this content without the license and, and i think it is going to be like almost like napster v2 you know back when it originally came out mm-hmm. and they were coming after kids in their basement like, 
and uh it is but like a lot of streamers like that use my stuff they just send a quick note and like hey can i use this track i'm like yeah that's cool you know and like that works for like that one collection medium but the problem is that there's so many different people trying to collect uh, royalties that it's just kind of a mess man so like i don't, I don't I know think, if i think I think that's interesting that you said that iTunes is looking at eventually moving away from being able to buy the albums and stuff, which kind of, to me, that, that kind of sucks because I like to own, you know, own Same my, with me. my songs. That's actually kind of scary to me. You know? Yeah. I and, mean, the whole model is you know, that music is free. I mean, that's kind of like the mentality that you <clears> kind of <throat> have to have is like the actual music, the actual song is free. Like it's kind of the other stuff, ancillary things that, that you make money from. It's like the, the streaming of the song or like the merch involving the song or shows or all these other kind of things. But the, yeah. the physical act is like, it's so, it's so lost now that like we can't really go backwards. Um, but that's, yeah, to your yeah, point though, Jared, true. I think, I think he's got a point though. I mean, as angry as it may make some streamers that may listen to us is that, you know, much like a, a CD, like, you know, I used to work for laser tie place and we used to, um, have the music that we played in the arena during the games and stuff, but we had to pay a company yeah. for us to be able to play those because otherwise if somebody walked in and heard their song being played, you know, they're saying, well, you're profiting off of my music mm-hmm. by playing it in the arena because it's part of your quote unquote experience. Um, I think it's the same thing. Like games, when we buy them, we are buying a license. And this is something we've talked about, you know, even if you have owned it as a physical disc or you have it as a digital download, you are buying the license. And um, I think with that is you're streaming something, you have a license for a personal use. Because in those, if you go look in the terms and agreements, it's saying it's for That's personal true. use. I, I get you are that. not, and yeah. all these streamers, a lot of them yeah. are making a That's right. load of money. And the, the, mo- the moment, and yeah, yeah, because they are they are distributing it to the public. Mm-hmm. They are providing a service, and they are yep. they are charging for that service. I mean, they should pay. I mean, I, I get that they should pay for mm-hmm. the product mm-hmm. that they're using, obviously mm-hmm. publicly even though they did buy it, they bought it for themselves to, to play for themselves. I mean, that's their right, but yeah. the moment they're profiting on it and using it in the public, streaming, I get that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to say, and I don't want to like downplay it, but it's like buying, buying a bag of lemons, you know, you can buy a bag of lemons, but what you do with those lemons, that's up to you. Now, if you make it, that's di- though because that's not a, but that's not a creation of somebody though. Yeah, but like a lemon, I mean, a lemon is. If you buy the like lemons and you create, a a, make a lemon stand selling lemonade, that's just being entrepreneurial. But yeah, you're taking a product that's already it's, it's, that was already it's a made. Little, like kind of yeah. hard line, you know, playing devil's advocate on that. But you know, I, I I do understand like oh yeah like if if a streamer were to play a game. And they're playing, let's say, like GTA Five, you know, super popular or yeah. anything like that, you know. Fortnite. I feel, it's like I feel that it's you can create the content via the game, and there should be some sort of like not as much as compensation, but at least something that's like, hey, like there there needs to be like some like creative well, freedom. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way, Jason. If somebody came after me for my virtual photography, if I had sold it, you know, said gone to display or anything like that, any of those virtual photography shots I take in game, 
I thoroughly should think about, you know, Hey, if I'm going to make a penny off of this, you know, Insomniac, Sony, whoever oh, yeah. could very well be coming after me for copyright infringement, which is technically what game content streamers are doing is copyright infringement. On the other part of this is too, man, like with people not buying music anymore, you know, this is kind of the lifeblood mm -hmm. of, of artists. It's like we get like our yeah. Spotify royalty is 0.00044 stream. Like it's an insanely low number, right? But that's what we live off of. And to put that into like real life terms, like every million streams is like $4,400 for an artist. So like that's the kind of numbers that we're talking about because you're not selling records, right? Like if yeah. you sell, it's just, it's a whole different thing. So when they start, it, it doesn't have to be a huge royalty, but there has to be some kind of like. Can, can, I, can I ask you a question about that? Is that low to you? Yeah, because that seems low to me. Oh, dude, that's yeah, it's stupid. And low, that's, right? yeah, isn't million, that why like a million bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like isn't that why yeah, Taylor Swift a million, a million screens and you get you only get forty four hundred bucks? Yeah, and that's that's the full royalty, right? So like usually, like in Taylor Swift's case, like her deal is vastly different than mine. Like mine's a fifty fifty deal with my label, mm. so you know, like there, it's always different depending on on the. Mm -hmm. Thing, but. Yeah, but still, the the fact that you get the point zero 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 like four percent of from the streams, it, I th this is why I wholesomely agree with it. Like that should be a bigger number. Yeah, and if it was a big guys. number, and everyone was a little let little bit less greedy, like everything would run a lot smoother. But now we're in this like everyone's kind of going for the scraps right now, so it's just this constant yeah. fight, you know. And it, I don't know, I don't I don't know what the answer is, but it is super low. Yeah, so you know, if you if you're getting a million streams a month, you're going to make 50 grand a year. Because mm -hmm. you know? I think, wasn't it, yeah, I don't that remember, that's low. overall, like, I mean, yeah. not to dive farther, but is that overall, like, all your songs or, like, specific? That's just Spotify. Like, that's just, like, the Spotify payout, right? Mm -hmm. But but there isn't a whole lot else out there, right? Like, you're going to be on Apple Music and they have their rate, but typically, like, unless you're, like, Drake or someone, like, you're not going to be that huge on, on all of your platforms. It's like, if you're, like, a an indie level or like kind of a major label tier two, like they're only going to focus their advertising really on one platform, right? They're not going to dilute yeah. over all these things. They're going to like hammer one and hope that, you know, you peak there and mm -hmm. it's built over yeah. the other. You tend to go with the yeah, most popular one and get the most, try and get the most mm -hmm. um, distribution. Yeah, right. Oh no, but just like for me to like understand and clarify, it's like a million hits on all of your songs combined. Spotify. Yeah. No, like if your song had a million streams on, on Spotify. The one song. For one song, for one single, yeah. Okay. And so when you but look still, at still, that, still seems so low like, for the one single. Oh, dude, it's slow. So like, yeah. to put that in perspective, it's like really successful artists. Like when you're getting into like the hundreds and two hundred thousand of monthly listeners, which is like you know, that's kind of churning. Like you have an active, engaged audience, right? Every person mm -hmm. listens to like two or three songs is kind of like the metric around that area. So mm -hmm. that's almost like a million streams a month, basically, is if you have like that two hundred thousand monthly listener and then you can start looking at your artists and kind of gauge okay well they're really not making a ton of money you know and then most people that have that kind of thing the reason they have this engaged audience is because they're constantly funneling money into advertising right and like facebook biz manager and spotify advertising it's the same game that everyone's playing it's just the numbers are so low like you yeah. really have to like work it to get a positive you know cash flow and that's when the labels come in and they inject it and when it gets injected then you kind of get exponential <laughs> growth on bigger levels obviously but See, and then when you put it into that perspective, right, Jason, kind of what you were talking about, the uh, content creators, like you look at those, those devs, right, with all the, like, let's take Cyberpunk, okay, they're undergoing extra crunch to make sure that game comes out in November, 
Okay. They're going to get a bonus off of the sales of the game, but all these content creators are going to go out and make all these videos and stream it. And those content creators are making money by demoing your product. Yeah. Yeah. But, but those sometimes devs aren't they getting are, any money. But sometimes those devs they are, are not getting kickbacks. They are not. No, no. Sometimes they are being like, they like, I don't want to put out names, but I mean, like some of them are actually making money because the company is paying them to do so, you know, and that's, there's, so there are those content creators that if they have a licensed deal, like if, um, uh, Jared, what was that? What was the studio that you, or the, uh, the salon that picked up your, your singles for a while there last year? Haircut. Okay. So you look at them, right? They, they've said, Hey, we want to have, his music playing in my studio. So we're going to pay or in our salon. So we're going to pay for that. Right. So if you have a studio or like, you have say CD project red, right. They want to pay a content creator to that's all they're going to do. Yeah. So that contract contract or that content player is essentially a contractor for the company to destroy it. But think about this, Dr. Disrespect. Okay. Whatever games he's playing, he's not contracted with those companies, but he's making a ton of money from YouTube for and then he was making a ton of money with Twitch, right? And by playing all these games, those companies weren't making any money off those streams. But he's making a ton of money by playing their content. There's always kind of a give and take too. Like some of the label stuff, like if you get on a really big like if PewDiePie was gonna use one of my songs, mm-hmm. right? They wouldn't want a collection. They'd be like, go use it. Because there's also the trade-off oh, of like yeah. How much exposure and spillage of is exposure. there? That's where I was going to get yep. to too. It's That's like I think I think it's at the old model where I think these streamers are kind of like using the using the products and the content in order to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. It really just but the other thing there isn't any oversight where they didn't pay to use those products. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it was every every time when they're getting up to that height, you know, it's pure profit. Yeah, it's a system. That's exactly what it is. Like we should have some kind of gateway system or some kind of like licensure thing from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think when you first start out, when you're using something, I I don't think you should be getting charged for it. But I think if you start making up to a, I think a certain professional. Once you start making money. Yeah, I think that's when when it's like, okay, so now I have to dock up this percent for them. Now I'm making money, and then continue growing. But at least you're you're kind of saved on that. And Even if it's like, say 1% of their total, you know, profit off of YouTube, right. Goes to streamer that really doesn't seem like a, yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot. It just seems like yeah. you're paying for the licensing about three times or like hundreds of times what it is right now. Right. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> this is always me. Like this is me playing devil's advocate right now though. But like the, like for me, the best example that I have as a counter argument is among us that was out like three years ago, literally made like couple, like maybe 10, like let's say $10,000 mm-hmm. in base sale. Once one of these major streamers picked it up, it was like, oh, check this out, guys. All of a sudden, Among oh. Us now is like a multi-million dollar. But that's what also what we're talking about is like I mean, for that situation, I'm sure, I'm sure the company would have been like, don't charge him. He started it all. No, like but, that's that's exposure and publication. But when it starts becoming the normal and everyone started jumping on the bandwagon, that's when it needs to be regulated. So every because like I mean I, I I'm 
trying to see where like I, I understand we're getting at this point, but but it's not like, but, is, but isn't there's that no any rules it's, or, or, it's all or gray. Said, pull it out i think here's where i think is if you know if a studio doesn't want to force doesn't want to say you know doesn't want to charge them you know just say go play it right like among us right which kind of funny you brought that up because uh aoc did a live stream a couple of nights ago of her playing uh among us with a couple of prominent streamers at the same time, she was talking about her politics and what she's looking at and and campaigning on, you know, for New York as a Democrat. But, you know, it was one of those things that she started a stream. She just said, hey, come play Among Us with us. Come watch it. And it was actually it was kind of entertaining to watch AOC try and play it was, it was Among Us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what they need to do is, hey, if a studio decides I'm going to I need a cut of that money because you are making a ton of money. Right then have a gateway system like like jerry was saying is you know hey here's here's what we're going to charge you okay but if the studio like whoever made among us says hey this is helping us get exposure we don't want to have them charge anything that's fine even in that gateway system which i think is a fantastic idea is you could have a tier system where it says hey these games if you want to stream them you're not going to get charged if you stream these games this is what the cut's going to be and and so forth and so on um if you I get to the certain level with this game, this this is how much you're going to yeah. get charged. Other so way that, let's understand. We should think about it, or that it should be too. Is like it should be the distributors. Like, I don't think we should put the 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 burden on the content creators. Like YouTube should just oh, pay no. yeah for their subscriptions, okay. or when you sign up for Twitch and they're nine dollars a month. Like it's just a tax that comes out of that that should pay for the royalty, yep. like right. does or anything else. You know, there just isn't a, a federal. We should have a federal static rate, you know, for royalty across all of that stuff for video games, for for any kind of medium, and it should just be on the distributor's end. But we just we don't so, do that. Speaking of taxing people, um, let's talk about uh, NBA Two K. It's, <laughs> it's a good segue. Um, Damn it! Well, you know, we, we we know for sure this is a game that's not going to get that many uh, content creators out there, right? Um, yeah, let me get this uh, shared. Last time I was on this um, show, we were yelling about microtransactions. So, <laughs> uh-huh. ironic. That's, that's, so, that's so funny. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We were, and uh, I think that now with this, so <clears throat> EA or not EA NBA Two K rather um, had to issue this statement. As many are aware in recent years, ads have been integrated uh, into 2K TV segments. Yesterday's 2K TV ad placement impacted our players' experience in a way we didn't intend, as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pregame introduction. This will be fixed in future episodes. Thanks for your continued feedback. Okay, so let's look at this. You spend $60 for a game, $70 if you're going next-gen on uh, NBA 2K, and you are being forced to watch ads that cannot be skipped. That's so annoying. Like it makes me rethink if I want to if I want to buy. This is legit. Yeah. So right before you go into the game, right, you're supposed to. They do like these pregame little things and and whatnot. And Jerry can speak to that a little bit more because he was playing last year's um, NBA 2K. But I'm sorry, you're putting if you're going to start going this route. 
and put ads into the game to make more revenue for your company, that's bad. That's bad. I mean, granted, I get it. We're talking about licenses, right? And you're paying $70 for the license to play the game, but you're paying full dollar. Now, I could understand if this was a free game. If it was completely free and, you know, then you have to watch some ads or whatever, that's fine. But I, I'm not going to pay $70 to sit here and, you know, force myself to elongate a game because I got to sit there and watch ads. Normally you have to pay to remove ads. Correct. <laughs> no, you're paying to get ads. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh. I guess it would be like me paying he like. sucks, dude. I guess it'd be like me paying a hundred dollars to go see Blazer in concert. And then like halfway <laughs> through the set, it's like all of a sudden, Hey guys, I want to talk to you about sleep number. You know, <laughs> do you want to call me, you know, exactly what it is. <laughs> that's the worst thing on earth. Like I, I boycott, I, I hate this shit, man. Like you pay $70 for a game. Like I did not want to sit through forced ads. Like I, I think the idea of it being yep. free or something is rad, but EA is literally like the devil. I hate, I hate them. Well, I haven't they, seen they what really they have in. like they have no well, shame. Think, though, they really have no EA, shame, though. I know, but this they, I feel like they started this yeah. whole like, parade. EA, yeah, started it. Yeah, EA started it. Yeah. So, for me, the only way I will play the new NBA 2K is if PlayStation gives it to me as part of PlayStation Plus. <laughs> even then, I'm going to think about it. That is how I got you started know? on playing. <laughs> it is right. It's, it's the one you just leave in the library. Like maybe oh, I'll wait. Know. Maybe I'll wait on that one. Then I yeah. no, I can't. I can't do no. You know, we're already going to be buying like jersey upgrades or like shoelace upgrades. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah right. No, oh, it's all it's all about. The you know, I'm pay to, yeah. So not only are you going to be paying for DLC, which we know they're going to come out, they'll come out with DLC for. Oh, 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 it's you know, a whole dude. It's, yeah, there's gonna, a whole market. Yeah. There's already a whole market in the game. There's a yeah, you can so, auction for single cards or packs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's look at some specs, right? So we haven't seen a lot of games come out with their specs for uh, next gen. So one game that is going to be releasing um, for Xbox is the Falconer. So we did get the specs come out. All right, and it is God, looking Jesus. so Series X, you're looking at native 4K 60 frames per second. Great, you're paying for next gen, but if you want to get 120 frames per second, you're dropping down to 1800p, not even 4K. Load time is 13 seconds. Series S native is going to run at the performance mode of the Series X. Performance mode for the Series S is going to be 120 frames per second and 1080p. Um, load time still 13 seconds. But then look at the One S, right? Oh, my God. It is going to run at 1080p and 60 frames per second, so the same you know, resolution as the S. Load time 42 seconds. So it is, it is going to be four times longer to load that game than it does on the, the next-gen hardware. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, Poor Jerry, do you play Xbox? I I just want to point out before we say anything. 
I just want to point out in the bottom left, you know, power your big ass bird. Kind of like yo, that's <laughs> kind of a that's actually kind of cool. I kind of like that. What are you doing there, Xbox? Yeah, oh, I like. I, it was a good attempt, but kind it's of almost like, hey, you know what? The, you, go with it. Just go. Yeah. Yeah, let's see how. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Go with it. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I just look at like specs like this, right? And I'm I'm like I'm like looking at it, right? And it's like, man. It, <clears throat> why are we doing three consoles? I, I get it. You know, you want to be able to just bring everything, everybody along, but you're not for like for two years, we're not going to be seeing a actual legit designed Xbox series S or X game. And even then the hardware specs are so different between the S and the X. You're, you're not going to have. Yeah. Like yeah. just even you seeing know? it is just like the, the, the numbering right now is just, come on like i i mean like, look at the me, hardware difference right you look at the personally the yeah i don't have a 4k mode. yeah i don't have a 4k so like i'm like okay eventually i will but the the levels are so dynamically different like they don't even they don't even show the xbox discontinued specs like i don't even know oh, man. i, I I get. I, I pretty much guarantee you that the the One X is probably closer to what the Series S is running. I think that's why they <laughs> they they yeah. like kind of shimmied that off the. Is yeah. So Jared, what do you? Yeah, so Jared, what do you think about this? Because I know you you kind of you kind of dabble in all of them. Yeah, I'm a I'm a universal whore with all of them, so I, I love them all. But uh, I, I mean, I think I think we passed like it, it's crazy it's a crazy disparity, right? So like, clearly going to get the X. And I think that I've, if I was, if I remember right, I think the X is like a little bit more powerful than the PS five, like stack spec wise. Right. And both are like, if you're looking at teraflops, but yeah, it's all depending on the architecture too. Right. That, that extra, my, that difference was, of two, it's like, right. eh. it's just, it's unremarkable difference. Right. That's like, you're buying the same kind of thing. Like even now you're like, yeah. there isn't a huge difference. I don't think between either, unless you're playing switch, you know, and you play the witcher on that from like PS4, you're going to get hit pretty hard, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't see the need for it. It feels like, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like we're just upgrading to upgrade. So in my, my own opinion, mm. what do you guys So think? are you going to be upgrading? I mean, I am cause I'm addicted, right? I mean, I'm going to be day one. I've already got both of them. Comments. <laughs> both uh, both yeah, PS5 yeah. and Xbox. PS5. Yeah. I will be upgrading to PS5. Yeah. Like, Pure, I, but it, it, but I kind of, I, I agree, Jared. Like, it's, it's more of the, it's more of the addiction. Like, no, I, I, like, I'm, of course, I'm gonna upgrade. What are you, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Do I need to right now? Usually, when when consoles launch, you don't really need to because one. A limited amount of games f- for the foreign factor is limited. So, like actual PS5 games, there isn't a lot coming out. It's better if you wait, but do we want to wait? Yeah, for a few months. We can't. We can't wait. And I feel like we're just kind of like hitting the like sweet spot for like PS4 and Xbox. Like the newest, the new, if you have the like HD PS4 and the, or the upgraded <clears> Xbox <throat> One, Scorpio or, or whatever, I don't even remember what it's called right now. But some of the new games come out, look, look, they look amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, beautiful. It's 
And we're just kind and, of like games like that that are running smooth and no frame dips. And like, I mean, you guys know I played the living piss out of Sekiro. And like that thing runs like a well-oiled machine on the new It's just so smooth and so fast. Mm-hmm. The game you know, still gives me the shivers. Well, and you got to think though, PS, PS4-wise, we're getting Miles Morales. We're getting so much anger. <laughs> so much anger is looming yeah. around me right now. Yeah. We're getting Sackboy. You know, chances are we're getting God of War. So... Right. You know, it's the same we're gonna thing. Ton, we're going to get a bunch of re-releases, man. That's what we're going to get because, like, I feel like we're just kind of grappling with what we're dealing the technology now, and now we're going to throw this new yeah. thing in. We're going to get all of the games that we loved re-released again with like slightly smoother, a couple new options, and more money. So, yay! I get to buy everything again. I'll buy Dark Souls for probably the seventeenth time. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and what's sad is, like, I think okay. we're all okay with that. Like, if they came out with a remake of all three Uncharted's for PS5. I'm oh my it. god! I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the Absolutely. Mario before. Did you guys buy the Mario 3D All Stars thing? Yeah, I did. Obviously, <laughs> it's awful. Right? The camera makes me. Here we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm just I did. Give, here, just, yeah. Give me my wallet. Um, yeah, it. I think it, it is one of those things that you know. And that was new hardware, thing, right? That was just the same thing, right? But they just made it. <laughs> they made it look pretty. I mean, they, they did make it HD, smoother, you know, like original resolution, though. So it's like really yeah. nice looking shittiness. But I mean, whatever. yeah, I dig. <laughs> yeah. But if like but if they were like it. full remakes, like like four, and putting like grappling hooks in yeah. number one, oh my god, yeah, I'd be I'd all about it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what though, I I would want it just. I don't know if I'd want grappling hooks in the first one. I just, I love, Demon's I love soul. for what they have. Demon souls. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah you're... Oh my God. Yeah. How many, how many times? How oh my times God. many times that can be for you buying it? <laughs> and it, look, yeah, dude, thing, it looks, dude, it looks amazing I am, too. I'm not a Demon Souls fan, but that thing looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The load times on that thing is ridiculous. I mean, dude, it is. The, Dude, the dragon fire part, like, dude, just the animations. Even yeah, the animation looks seamless. Like, it just. Yeah. Looks- I mean, to that point, I don't even want to. I don't really want to play Ghost of Tsushima too much anymore because they've already announced there is a PS5 upgrade, so to speak, right. where you're going to get a performance boost out of it, and that thing's going to be 60 frames per second. Long. I mean, it's like New Game Plus, I'm, but I'm going to finish it because I got. Yeah. I still got backlog to do before. Before you'll uh, finish the game, Jay. You gonna finish the game, man. What, what, what is I? Oh, I finish games. I, I just had some bad whoa, luck whoa, whoa, with Final whoa. Fantasy. Just a quick, quick, and I have to ask. I'm sorry, since I have all you here. Uh, what do you think of the remake? I have to finish it. <laughs> it it's, it's a Game of Thrones, you know, you get you can go all the way, just don't get to the end, and you'll be. Uh, uh, the you last know, chapter, the last section, don't do it, and you'll be perfectly. We spent good. a good like half hour debating this on an yeah. episode, oh, and okay. we wrote, we both wrote articles for it for the website and stuff. But like, we both agreed it was like they took the ending. The ending of the game was so Kingdom Hearts, it was ridiculous. Uh, it, no, it, it wasn't as much Kingdom Hearts. There was Dibble Dabble, but it was just but, more. So much here's fan service for you. This is what everybody and, wanted. And now we're doing, here's the thing is they came up with an interview this, I think it was this week where they're like, well, everything that was in the original, you should expect in the new, in the, the next sequels and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that they've already established a new timeline so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. You know, Eric's death could just be like a, this is what could happen if this 
yeah. this timeline keeps going and whatever. And I, I think that was the thing that bothered me the most is that they changed the timeline. Mm. You know, because at the end of the game, right, when you're fighting the Arbiter, right, and they're like, hey, if we lose, this is what happens. And what they show is Advent Children. Yep. Mm. So, which we know Advent Children takes place two years after the events of Seven. So now you're saying, well, if we lost there, we're going to go here. If we win, we're going down this path. And then when you win, you go down that path. Guess what? Zach's alive. And that's just... They give him... And it's like that already changed it right there. Zach being Zach was supposed to die. That was the whole thing. Your guys' hate was involving the storyline, it sounds like. Yes. The game okay, so the game mechanics were great because I love FF13. And it had so much of an FF13 to it that when you get used to the weapons and the abilities and everything, you can start chaining things together so quickly, like you could in 13, that anybody who plays 13 is at home because of the ATB. Because that is the heart of the real time. You feel the real time a little. Yeah. 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 But But overall, I just, I I loved it. And I don't get me wrong. I, I, I love the voice actors and what they gave us. And we've had a whole ton of them on, right? We love John. I mean, we got to go out to lunch with John and, and on Austin who plays Roche, right? Um, When we were there in LA, we've had, you know, with Bree and Vic and, and all of them is like they gave us they did the perform the performance was fantastic but you look at what square enix has done it it was partly the kingdom hearts crew so i think they they wanted to kind of do their kingdom hearts thing but kind of keep it at seven but remake it and i think they kind of lost their way a little bit and i think by having now come out and found out that ff16 has been in production all this time even though it's a different business unit you could have had that business unit helping make ff7 so much better so to me it it was more of an eight out of ten versus the ten out of ten i originally thought it was starting oh yeah, yeah that, that the ending really dropped it for me yep like i said if you game of thrones and you skip the last chapter it is <laughs> You're happy. Like, yeah. like, and I, I haven't I mean, even watched Game of Thrones, and I just yeah. hear about it, like how bad the last yeah. season was. But yeah. so, what did you think of it, Jared? Oh God, dude, you don't want to hear me rant. I'll give you the fast food version. Okay. So, like, you guys know when I when it's like a game that I love, like I, try, I get a little OCD obsessive, and like I have to get all the platinums and that shit. Like Sekiro, I like went through crazy, and I do that on all the consoles. So FF Seven is literally probably the most awful platinum I've ever tried to get in my life. And I'm still like one away. It's just like top three versus secrets, bullshit, like top secret boss. You have to fight yep. whatever. But like the game is broken. Like, it, like I thought going through like the normal mode, it was a lot of fun. Like, okay, this is cool. And I like the mechanics. And I felt like you did mad at the start. Cause it got really smooth. But when you guys go through on master mode and like the, the extra hard or whatever the hell it's called hard mode. Yeah. Yeah. Hard mode. It's, it's broken. Like the camera doesn't keep up the targeting system, like completely fails itself. Like you get in these battles where you're like staring at the, at the side of a building and shit. And like, it's just completely melts down. And, and so I've been like yelling at this thing for probably a month and a half. And, <laughs> <laughs> you not have a good relationship. I didn't like yeah. how linear it was. I felt like it was almost like an on rails, like RPG. Like you didn't really do anything. You just kind of walk down this hallway and then you walk back See, down this hallway. 
I hated the chapter collection. It made me want to scream, like having to play through a whole chapter to get to like one checkpoint to go back and pick up something to unlock these mm-hmm. other things for achievements. I hated that. Mm-hmm. You know, the I, whole I, Unreal's I, argument, it's like people use that as an argument on why they hated FF13. But to me, it's like FF13 was linear up until you got to Grand Pulse <laughs> and then everything opened wide up. You could go do whatever yeah. you wanted to, you go whatever you wanted to. But FF7 was like, nope, here you yeah. go. And I, I played, That's what I was thinking it was going to do too. Is when you, when we first started yeah. out, it was going to be a little linear. But then I thought we were going to get like kind of an open, kind of like I the original a, a uh, moment, right? We're all like, yeah. where is it? <laughs> like, right. Well, I mean, like, but we are still on quote unquote disc one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we are not. We haven't gotten. We just left Midgar, and everything that happens inside Midgar pretty much is on one. Yeah. The other thing I really am like not a fan of of this like generation of games that I think is like really came out more is this like forced action thing where I I thought God of War like really stuck where you had to chisel those doors and it's just like this like unnecessary redundancy kind of thing. So it was like the robot Mm -hmm. arms in FF Center. If you guys remember the robot arm part, like my God, when you play the game 17 times through to pick up these stupid achievements, that robot arm part will make you want to just pull your hair out. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) Finding the stupid chocobos and like all this stuff that you just have to keep doing. Oh, over and over because the game is so linear like you can't it doesn't let you jump from point to point because yep. there's no way to yeah. do that. it's like a constant progression all the time so for me it's just like a serious design flaw you know for something i was really looking forward to on the flip side i thought it looked amazing you know like i was like this is a really beautiful looking game and like the music was amazing and the sephiroth fight honestly almost saved it for me like i was like i I was so pissed off through the whole thing and that like moment <laughs> sephiroth and then, Okay, this is rad. All right, I'm in. <laughs> the problem is you weren't supposed to fight Sephiroth until much right. later, though. That's the whole thing. Right. So that's kind yeah. of... Dude, that's why I'm like, oh, like, for me personally, it's just like that fan service. So is, but no, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And like so let's talk about, you know... I thought they made his service. character just, like, awful, honestly. Like, I don't know what they did to Red and, and Barrett. Like, I, like... Oh, Barrett, yeah. All of it. It was just, there was a lot of, like, it felt like it felt like not a Square Enix title because I feel like their stuff is always so polished. Like even if it's off a little bit, like thirteen, I thought was off. It's still so polished that like you can enjoy it and play it. And like the the, the menus, the load times, like stuff was just off. It was it didn't feel like it was finished to me. But, yeah. So I wouldn't give it an eight. So I, I was more like five or six land yeah. for me. But <laughs> so yeah. let's let's talk about a company that is notorious for not finishing their games, Bethesda. <laughs> oh god <laughs> not finishing their games and then releasing them as a full-fledged game and yeah, i think and it's like play fallout 76 now so <laughs> right you know and get the full um, experience finally <laughs> so phil spencer did come out and say that they don't need <clears throat> bethesda to be on anything else other than xbox platform right and he said and quote you know, we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. That was when he was asked about putting Elder Scrolls 6 on a PS5 to recoup the cost. Um, so, one, you're going to have to sell consoles. You can't rely on your PC base, even though... Bethesda has a huge PC base because they mod everything and and it's not even their game anymore. It's whatever people make it. Um, True. And, you know, you look at Fallout, but honestly, it's like, 
dude, if you really want to keep making games, right, you should probably put it on other platforms. That's why, like, I fully support Horizon and Death Stranding going to PC because it gives Gorilla more money to make better games. And it gives Kojima more money to make whatever project he wants to go make, whether it's a new Silent Hill or whatever cracked out Dreamland Wonderland he wants to put us into, <laughs> you know. But I, I, I think that honestly, it's like that's counterintuitive. What Phil's always been saying is cross-platform, right? Cross-platform, cross-platform, cross-platform. Um, I, I don't see them making up seven point five billion dollars with Game Pass. I mean, they got two years to do it, you know? I mean, but, right, I'm going to say it again. Going to be next. I, I, I'm just going to keep saying it with Microsoft. This is this is their baby. They're they're putting. It seems like they're putting all their cards into it. Yeah. I think we just got to wait and see. Like, I mean, this is the forefront of, like, what is to, I think, what is going to happen with the direction of gaming. Yeah, I think so. And they're, they're trying it out. I, I think they're they're putting their cards in this basket and... And I think it's a good move for Microsoft, man. Like, I feel like I was surprised Bethesda did it, but, like, their franchises really fit. Like, Doom is a perfect fit for, like, the Xbox. Well, yeah, oh, it's you, totally my, yeah, it's totally Microsoft. And they've yeah. been Microsoft and Microsoft and Bethesda have been hand-in-hand hand for a while. A long yeah, time. Yeah. Mm. And, like, it feels like, like Bethesda's kind of been moving away from, you know, the kind of mmorpg or you know the multi pc kind of universe like skyrim's like a pretty i mean it is it's a single player experience like it feels like that's kind of what they're they're aiming towards with the microsoft people and even doom like the new doom like that was a super kind of like not as multiplayer as i as i hoped it would be even though it felt like a quake engine and all that kind of stuff like it, it just feels like the perfect fit and i think microsoft is gearing up because the argument's been like sony has exclusive microsoft's just like a glory a, a watered down pc for kids at home right mm-hmm. up to this point Mm-hmm. And so I think that they have to compete with that. Well, and I think too, I think you look at a knee jerk reaction, like you look at the games that you're talking about with like Skyrim and what it does for them, right? They don't have that type of game in their portfolio. Whereas you look at Sony horizon is pretty much their Skyrim. Yeah. Horizon does it better. Gorilla released a game that doesn't have game breaking bugs in it. You know, it's polished. It's beautiful. <clears throat> then you look at Nintendo, right? Not only do they have Breath of the Wild, you've got the second one incoming, which rumors are potentially next year. And you're looking at falling behind because right now, Nintendo has quietly really taken over this year, both yeah. in sales of the Switch and in the games they're putting out. I mean, you've got Pikmin 3 coming next week, which I'll be getting. Pikmin 3 is great. Um, you got, you know, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity coming next month. Well, and dude, Mario 35, and that was a badass free game for like the people on the dude, service. I've been playing the piss out of it. Have you guys played that? It's so good. Dude, that game. Okay. Screw that game though, because <laughs> sometimes you will get put in a position where there's so many things that have been laid out in front of you. You've got piranha plants, like stationary ones that don't move anywhere here and you got to try and jump over them while you're dodging two bowsers i, think <laughs> I mean it's it's ridiculous <laughs> but it's nonstop. it is so much fun and yeah. it's great and when you knock people out because you know you screwed them yeah. over so badly with enemies um <laughs> i hope they do more with like the ranking system and start to get more like people involved because right now it's still like there isn't really one but 
it's a lot of fun, man. Nintendo's you can't going- do anything with the coins right now. Yeah. And that's the other thing is all those coins you get from playing the games. Um, you know, well, speaking good way, you know, good segue into Nintendo with, with Mario and stuff. That was the 35th anniversary. It's also the 30th anniversary for Fire Emblem. And with that, they are, yeah, we're getting a new, we're getting Fire Emblem coming to the Switch in terms of Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light. This is the original OG OG OG, Fire Emblem that started it all up. Oh, so look at that. That looks like the old school cartoons in the 90s, bro. Yeah. Yep. That looks awesome. And it's going to be the old school graphics. You know, the very, very old school graphics. Now it's going to be $5.99 to buy through the eShop. Um, this was play, This was from the original Famicom. So this wasn't even released on the NES. It was yeah, Famicom right. over in Japan. This has been localized for the first time. So for me, $5.99 for a localized version, sweet, cool. Here you go. Because you had to pay somebody to do it. You know? All your base belongs to us now. <laughs> yep. So... It'll have all. It'll have over fifty characters, twenty classes. This is where Marth is originally from, which a lot of people, the first taste they even got of Marth was Smash Brothers. Yeah, you know, Kata, you know, Grenef. I mean, classic characters are all in it. That's cool. Uh, so I'm not gonna lie. I never, I never played the Fire Emblems, but I've I never played ever, the original. I've only ever known them from Smash Brothers, but I played all. I never of them. played the original. I played cool the original. Yeah, it was my oh, first. You played them all? Except for the original. I haven't played this one. Oh, sick. My first Gina. foray into it was a Path of Radiance on the GameCube. That, that one was the first great. time I'd ever play. Yeah. Dude, and that game kicked your ass, too. Oh. It made you pay for your mistakes. Like, yeah, um, I thought it punished you for your mistakes. Like, oh, this character is gone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was oh, no sick. rewind like in Three Houses. So here is the collector's edition. It's going to be $49.99. Um, it's coming with a deluxe art book, oh a my, little mini face. Nintendo Power replica. Uh, um, Nintendo Power is sick. Nintendo that is a replica cartridge. It co- Dude, it even That's comes with a slide saying. cover, man. The cartridge yes. with the slide cover. The slide bad. cover, bro. Oh, that's and the dude. The box looks like from the original time too. Oh, that's sick. Uh, so this is going to be coming out on December fourth. Um, if I was a bigger Fire Emblem fan, I would absolutely jump on this. Yeah, but if I was also um, if I was also like a collector or something, like this is yeah, this looks like it's gonna be hard to get. Yep. Yep. This is gonna be one of those um, this is gonna be popular. But it's a yeah, but it's a lot for what you're getting for fifty bucks. I mean you're getting a yeah. box, the book they're even giving you an instruction booklet. <sighs> I think that's right. Sick. One you know it, so I mean the book looks pretty. The art book. I love the design yeah. on that and, and whatnot. So absolutely. Um I, I think just, I love I love the this. cartridge and the slide cover, bro. That's just so sick. And here's the other thing is though, this is only gonna be available till the end of March, like they're doing with the Mario 3D All Stars. Oh wow, okay. So it makes me wonder what Nintendo has up their sleeves that you have all these limited release titles that are going to be done the end of march or they're just like adapting um, the disney vault model and we get to keep buying things over and over again every year <laughs> but with an yeah. addition i think i think their next move is that they're going to remake fire emblem for switch 
That'd be sick if they did a remake. That'd be. So I think odd. they're gonna do a like. Give me. They're, they're, they're squeezing what they can from the original, which is what I think they're doing now, and I think they might be doing like a, like a remake or like a yeah. An all stars. Give me at least all the all the older ones. Give me Path of Radiance. I would love Path of Radiance. Yeah, I, mean, I just. There's so, so many games on GameCube. Like they haven't really done a lot of remakes. Oh, yeah, I'd dude. love to have a ton of GameCube remakes. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, dude, could I you mean, imagine? It's, let's it's, remake Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I was gonna say Rogue Squadron, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just I nuts better, that like all these games now are getting like their 30 year, their 35, 25. Makes you feel old too. Yeah. <laughs> all that that means. I mean, it's, <laughs> old. it's bringing that nostalgia back and. Nintendo yep. is like the king of nostalgia. I mean, like, if they even had something where you could blow the cartridge, then like it'd be <laughs> over. Yeah, right. But well, hold on though, because during their Lego, the Lego Nintendo ad though, they actually show someone kind of oh, blowing yeah, doing the cartridge. That, that was so. funny. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, yeah, so, you're, yeah, you're having twenty years now, and like. There is no doubt that they're going to re-release all these games. Well, you got to think we're coming up on we're coming up on the 35th anniversaries for Zelda and Metroid as well. I was like, where's the Zelda remake? Yeah, Zelda, Metroid. I think, that's, I think we're going to get. I think Zelda's. I think Zelda's next year. I think Metroid's the year after. I hope they do like a Metroid Prime. I know that we, that. They've been talking about that. I forever. want. Don't, don't get I want. Start. Don't so, get started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Prime, I want a Prime trilogy, like re-release that prior to. I mean, Prime Four. Um, it's already well into production now, so I'm guessing we're probably about two years out. Really, if I want to yeah, be we, realistic, I mean, we've, we've had our predictions with 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 Metroid. We 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 think. Uh, I think it's, it's a, 2022. Yeah. Wow. So we'll see. So. So let's let's talk about Mr. Drake, Mr. Nathan Drake. <laughs> Look at that pretty boy oh, there, Nathan. Oh, yeah. See this. So this, this is actually this brings confidence. This oh is a God. set photo from the set with Nolan North, who, if anybody has He's not played man. Uncharted, which I highly recommend, it's <clears throat> one of my absolute favorite series. Nolan North is Nathan Drake. And he is, he is there talking with Tom Holland, who is playing Nathan Drake. Um, So before we actually reveal Tom Holland in, in garb, look at this. This is one of the set photos. So Nolan or Nathan Drake is up to his old shenanigans again. He's going after shit. He shouldn't. Um, and I don't recognize that. So they're doing they're doing an earlier. No, this, yeah, yeah. So he's a younger a Nathan Drake, anyways. Yeah. So yep, it's a prequel to to one. And then they have this book. They purposely have blurred out the bottom left hand corner, so you can't really see who that is in the picture. But it is big enough to where you can actually, if you really blew up the picture, like you can Captain, actually right? read some of it. But it'll be interesting to see what it is. So. Let's let's take a look. Wow. I'm not mad at it. No, I mean it looks great. Yeah. He he looks the part. He looks like a young Nathan Drake. And that's the thing is I 
I had no problem with Tom Holland being Nathan Drake at all. I want to see Mark Wahlberg as Tully. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be the thing is like, he's, like originally he was supposed to be Nathan Drake and then, you know, project hell put it into like, you know, the seventh circle of hell, you know, if we're talking Dante's Inferno, talking about old 360 games and stuff, but uh, you know, he looks great. I think in that if Nolan North is signing off on it, I have huge faith in this movie. I have more, I have more faith on this because of this picture and the fact that Nolan North, because he, he covets this character. Like this, this is his baby. And yes. uh, yeah, but I'm still very curious on, uh, on, on Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Wahlberg freaks me out. Oh, if Wahlberg freaks me out on everything that he does. I mean, I mean, if, if it's like an action movie, I'm okay. I'll, I'll see it. Like, I, I know what I'm going to get from look. Wahlberg, but, th- but this is like, this is a coveted character where you need to do research. You need to play the games. You need to see what, like, you need to bring this character to life, but also like, uh, uh pay homage to the, f- the fans have expectations. Yeah, you don't want to pull a Street Fighter. You don't want to pull Mortal right. Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Mario. So, like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> low-key, low-key. <laughs> dude, I appreciate the Mario Brothers movie, man. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I am so glad I'm not the only one. something sweet about that movie. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, you know, you know how Big Trouble in Little China is a yeah. bad movie, but it's awesome. That's how I kind of feel about Mario Brothers. <laughs> All right. I know it's terrible. Oh, man, that Yoshi. That Yoshi. That Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's the one that did it. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. Bob Hoskin. Dude, um, was Dennis like, oh, Hopper no, did it for me. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper was uh, the Goomba. <laughs> God, bro. Dude, you see what I mean? Everybody remembers it. It, it, was, it was gold, but it was such a bad movie. He was just, it was a bad incarnation of his character in Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. With, with, with the resurgence of all these uh, yep. video game movies, you know, like they're getting Mortal better. Kombat's getting rebooted. Mortal yeah. Kombat's getting rebooted. You know, getting yeah. better. you know, Resident Evil's getting a reboot too. Thank God. But like, yeah, okay. No I believe we won't talk about Monster Hunter. Oh God, no! Oh, please. So I talked to speaking of that I talked to Darren about that. Speaking no, really? of uh, Monster Hunter, and he and the Rupees feel it is absolutely going to be abysmal, just like we did. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> so, it's, it's straight up. Mila Jovanovic like squeezed the Resident Evil juices, and now they were like, "Okay, what else can we suck dry?" Monster Hunter, great. All We're right. gonna get another seven movies of Monster Hunter now. <laughs> what you could do, Guaranteed. what you could do, but no joke. I mean, if she's got, she's got fans, no. bro. She's got fans. All she's, wasn't available. She's at least gonna squeeze three Monster Hunter movies. At oh. least. Ugh. Yeah, I give you at least four. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'll give you four on that one. <laughs> We're not even subtracting. Oh. Like, like legit. She's gonna get like maybe three or four. <laughs> yep. of those movies so, so bad so jared in between all this uh shenanigans that you've had going on with uh your career and stuff like that have you really have you been able to squeeze in anything really other than trying to get a platinum for ff7 <laughs> no i've been playing uh tons of games man actually 
Uh, it's just a lot of, and like I just started really diving into Doom. I, I had a lot. I waited on that one. That one was really good. The second one that, that came out because I think it was like the Game Pass one or whatever. And then I started in the Ghost of Tsushima, you know, but then I saw that they're going to be, you know, re-releasing the HD version. So I was like, oh, I want to wait on that probably. And I've literally been paying, playing Mario 35 like nonstop probably for two weeks. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then FF7, obviously. And uh, and then I, I still like do the Sekiro runs like every week. So. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I felt a gust of wind on the back hey, of my neck. Dante, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to like I'm down to like a solid like three hours I can do the whole game so it's, I, it's, it's pretty scary like three, three hours yeah good lord damn yeah. it took me it took me an hour and a half to keep dying it really is dude it, it, yeah. it kind of broke me but I'm gonna go back to it yeah no I, I I tried to pick it up for like half an hour at a time because I'm still fighting one mini boss, one of the mm-hmm. uh lords which one were like, you oh, I'm still way in the beginning but I, uh the the long spear guy, oh my God, I fought him so many times I should know his name. he's at the uh <laughs> like the top of the hill temple oh the seven spears Ashina yeah, seven spear guy, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Like I'm at faster, dude. No, he's I'm definitely. I'm still at. Four. I'm still at the the first time you you meet the giant that was. Oh, the chained ogre. Yeah, that was chained up. Chained yeah, yeah, I've been getting kicked my ass kicked. That was where I got my ass kicked. And it's just well, you're I still in Hell House. So. Like, I need to just stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Hell House on hard mode. Oh my god. Okay, that, Jerry, that was... hold on. Jerry hasn't beaten Hell House on normal. Oh my god! I haven't beaten the game yet. Oh man! Well, it's it's painful. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie; it was hard. It was hard. I got distracted. Yeah. Haven't beaten the game yet. It was like hard to hard so, to stay with it. So, Jerry, speaking of distractions, what have you been playing other than COD? Which Halloween is awesome on COD right now. Uh, COD's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been focusing on Ghost. I'm at the I'm at the final mission, so I'm gonna finish it Ooh. tomorrow. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Yeah. You guys play Neo too? Anyone? I missed that one. I have not played that. Neo. Neo two. N I O H. N I O. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no. I, I kind of missed out on those. Those look like those almost kind of look like. Um, oh man. What? Similar to Segro. Similar to. Uh, but also, what was that? Uh, what was that one samurai game in uh, for PS2 that was also like you were a samurai and fought demons? Oh man, I don't remember. I should. Remember. I forgot. Oh, man. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I do know what you're talking about. I think the the red right. He's wearing the red suit. Yeah, red samurai suit. You found then you suck the souls of the demons that you kill. Onimusha. Onimusha. Yeah, it had kind of Onimusha. Thank you. It had kind of Onimusha um, appeal to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Onimusha meets Dark Souls. It's definitely like they, they pulled a lot from the FromSoft game and Onimusha. And it's good, man. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's not as like, I don't think it's as abusive as the FromSoft stuff. So it's like a, a little bit more mainstream, which is probably good. <laughs> Sick. Yep. But I, I missed the second Jason. one. Really good. What do you got playing? You are going to laugh. 14. At- Oh, God. Uh, you are going to laugh at me. Oh, no. So, 
a couple of my coworkers was like, hey, Jay, do you play games? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> do you have a PC? Yeah. Well, we're looking for another person for Division 2. Oh, oh, shut up. So guess who's level 23 right now going through this mission? Oh, mode. my God. You suck, bro. Story stronghold you, right now. You suck, bro. You know how many times we've asked you to play that game? You're, With you're, us? Us? You're, 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 you're bro, like, dude. You guys are going to laugh. Really? No, no I'm not going to laugh. That, biz, oh, that pissed me off, man. <laughs> you know how much time we, Matt and I put into those games? Yeah. And asked you to play with us? Uh, man, you just, you, you know what? I'm not angry. I'm not no. angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Hold on, though. Jerry, I'd be more upset if he jumped on like a first person shooter than the vision. That's, that is true. Now you got um, the But that us. being said, that being said, <laughs> how many times have Jerry and I talked about playing Division? And you were like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do it. I got FF14. <laughs> and then the moment we stop playing because there's other stuff to play and just Division is not fun solo anymore. Yeah. You start playing. What a jerk. <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> bro, you, bro. Hold on. Do you know how many times bro. Division 2 has no, been on stop, sale? Stop, on stop. The Division has <laughs> been on sale for like a minute. For like a good while, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I have a disc copy I could have sent you with my care package. No. And you could have played God. with us. That's why I was like, you know what? I, I know, like, but I'm going to be, I'm going to keep 100 right now. Keep 100. But, you know, it's just, I knew you guys were going to be like, oh, this man. This man. It's okay, man. It's okay. But, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just yeah, disappointed. With all the remakes going on, I'm still curious why we've never had like a MechWarrior remake. Did you guys ever play like MechWarrior 2? Oh, that- amen. I never, uh, no, I never got to play those. Mech I Assault. Them. I, yeah. Mech, yeah. Mech Assault on the, on the old Xbox. Yeah. Man, give me that, give me that Timberwolf. <laughs> just, just give me that out, the Dire Wolf. Jumping out the, the, trying to snipe him right in the cockpit. Oh, man. And I think, oh, honestly, I don't think we'll ever get one because Titanfall was so good. That's probably true. Yeah. But uh, Titanfall just did so much more for out of cockpit maneuvering, just maneuvering especially, with those, especially in with two, the mechs. Two, I just, two was Titanfall two. I kind of, that raised the bar for mech yeah. games. Yeah. But it just um, wasn't, it's not, it's not MechWarrior, man. Like, and I think, but I think MechWarrior's been gone long enough yeah. Out of the mainstream, you know, it's, it's still been alive. It can well make a good comeback. It's like, it's like Descent, you know, like getting a Descent. Yeah, Descent was sick too. Yo, Descent on the OG PS One. Yeah, Descent on the Mac, on the Mac, dude. Do you even know what a Mac is? I, uh, you know, PC it's, uh, keyboard and. <laughs> oh, and I just played through Ori Blind Forest on you know, Switch. Like that game was really good. You guys play that one? I need a. Um, well, I still gotta play that. the. I still have to play the the first Ori. I've got it on my Switch. I started it. I got it really oh, good. Man. Oh, I want to play those too. Yeah, they're they're hard to finish. Cup <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I'm still. I've been doing Ghost of Tsushima. Been working on my island. 
the old Animal Crack is now up to like 550 hours. I still have never played an Animal Crack game. I think I need to, but I'm afraid. I don't, don't do it, Jared. Don't do it. Don't I do it, man. <laughs> the upside is that you. The only I will tell you this, Jared, it's one of those games where you kind of like you have to dedicate time every day to it. It's like think of of like every RPG you've ever played, and then that's the amount of time you need in Animal Crossing. Yeah, (laughs) no, 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 no. I could jump in for five, ten minutes and do my little daily run to get my fossils and make my money, and I could be done with it. But do you? After, That's the question. After how many no, okay, hours of landscaping? And, That's uh, what Jerry, we're talking about. <laughs> Jerry, you and my wife. Both. Tom Nook is a girl. Both hit at the same time. <laughs> See? That's the question. But do you only go 10 minutes? No. 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 <laughs> That's what I mean, man. And I like, I totally, I bought the game. I'm not going to lie. I tried it out. It was really enjoyable. But it was like, Oh shit! Like I gotta, I gotta monitor this, or this will mm-hmm. grow, or I'll miss yeah. this. Yeah, it was too much of a commitment for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, um, it's but yeah, Mario, time. Mario thirty five. Um, did a demo for Pikmin three. Um, it plays a lot better than it did on the Wii, or sorry, the Wii U. Um, and COD. That's been pretty much it. I haven't played much outside of that. Um. Yeah. So as we close things out, I want to um, give a shout out to the Rusty Rupees who this past weekend recorded their 50th episode. Nice. So congrats. Uh, oh, oh. Congrats on the, uh, the five Oh, um, I was giving Dante some crap and I was like, Hey, maybe one of these days, Darren will send us an invite and we'll, we'll be on their podcast and, they said they've been talking about having us on, so oh, we're, we're talking some things. You know, we've got cool. we've got the big hundred coming up, but you know, we're mapping out all our guests because there's a couple we are I'm working on for us right now. Um, but yeah, so uh, Jared, with with everything that you've had going on, so why don't you let the listeners know what what your social media. Um, where they can find you at now that things have changed for you. Where they can follow, where they can where they can get all of your new music, everything. Uh, just go to Blazar, B-L-A-Z-A-R. That's like Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, just everything. That's kind of where I am. See a picture of me and, uh, you know, come follow. I'm super active. You know, I talk to everyone on my Twitter and yell about video games. I yell about politics. I do a lot of yelling. I yell about food. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> But yeah, definitely come follow and come hang out. And yeah, I, I do game constantly. Like I think my uh, PSN and Xbox ha- handles are on my Twitter too. So I'm online all the time. And yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, Jared, thank you for coming back on again. I know it's been, it's been a while. We've been, we've been talking about this for quite some time. So mm-hmm. just glad we finally were able to get you on. Um, yeah, man. We gotta have you on a lot more, a lot sooner than you know, seventy-seven episodes. Um, that's like <laughs> and, congr- that's a and also ago, man. congratulations on everything, man. It, really, it's well deserved. Yeah. yeah, thanks, dude. Just just grinding along Absolutely. like the rest of us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, to all our listeners, you know, thank you for crashing game night. Uh, you know, um, it, during these times, guys, this is this has helped out a lot for me personally with with some things going on in my life. Um, you know, for those that follow me on social media, you guys kind of know what today marked and whatnot. So, um, 
thank you guys for for crashing with us and being on this journey because you know this is you know 97 we got a couple more weeks we're going to be recording 100 would have thought people would want to keep listening to us for a hundred episodes, <laughs> but they do. And they love us for it. Um, so thank you guys. Um, them. If this is the first time listening to us guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, if, you know, you did enjoy it. Please just hit that subscribe button. So you can get all your episodes up to date, um, on that podcast platform you're listening to us on. Don't forget to follow us on crash game Night on YouTube. Um, at CGN podcast on Twitter, everyone just be excellent to each other during these times. Stay frosty, especially as we're leading into, you know, November 3rd. I can't stress enough. Get out and vote. You know, make sure you're, you're voting, you know, voting how you want to vote. But voting is absolutely critical right now. Ladies and gentlemen, nerds of all ages, we would like to say goodbye, but we also want to say, hey, stay safe. And also support. Always show support to the artists, to the gamers, to just the people, and show show support to Black Lives Matter once again. Uh, the fight is always going on. And uh, segueing into support, support the artists like Mr. Fink that joined us today. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and talking games and, and, uh, and uh, spending a little time with us. Thank you very much, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, and yeah, you know, definitely a shout out to. Uh, I I will need to pick your brain on Sekiro, man. Like, <laughs> it'll be my, it will be my sensei for the next uh, next it's, few weeks. But um, sensei, you sensei, know, it's senpai. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, just like I said, you know, be safe. You know, social distance. We are not out of this pandemic. We no. are getting into flu season now. So get your flu shots. You know, if you haven't gotten them. And stay safe. Stay safe for all those out there in wildfires, in hurricanes, and earthquakes. Oh, wildfires. Uh, you know, I got to give a shout out with that, or Jason, to yeah. Colorado, um, because a new fire started in Estes Park, and Estes Park is being evacuated, yeah. um, which is one of my favorite places in the world. It was ravaged by the flood years ago, um, and now it's on fire. It pictures of it make it look like San Francisco. Yeah. So definitely. All you guys out there, stay safe. Everywhere else out in the world, stay safe as well. You know, you just because we know of our stuff in the U.S. doesn't mean that we don't know your stuff in other parts of the world. So we just Tell want others. everybody to keep gaming, you know, enjoy enjoy everything that we do because we enjoy that you guys listen to us. You know, we want to yep. thank you. Definitely a, sh- a shout out to Mr. Blazer over there. Woo! And uh, rocking the Nintendo you know. pants, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in my work, and, uh, and, uh, nice, yeah. <laughs> keep it at, at Nintendo, sir. Um, I mean, Jason, for, send us out for Theo, yeah, for Theo, you know, Theo Newman as well. I, I didn't hear from you this yep. week, no, but it's yeah. okay. You know, I want, I want you to feel better. You, you coming, we're coming for you for that hundred. We coming for you. <laughs> but anyways, TTFN, ta ta for now. Bye.